You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 648. I don't like to do a ton of research until I know someone that's like, hey, we're going to do a deal. And then we do research because like, you don't want to spend your wheels constantly. You could do hours of research on this parcel of land and the guy never even answered the phone call. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Hey guys, Darren Bentley here and welcome to episode nine of the Do or Die series, How to Wholesale Your First Piece of Land with Brent Bowers. And today's episode is a short one. Tracy jumped into an actual Land Sharks coaching call uh, to ask all of her questions on the episode today. And she's struggling a bit with how to market the property because people are asking her for the address and she's afraid that someone might swoop in and grab the deal from under her. So what does she do here? Brent tells her exactly how to handle this situation, uh, as well as how to deal with probate issues, because one of the deals she has is a probate issue, but how does she navigate through that? And probates can be really tricky, but Brent tells her exactly how to navigate that and gets her much closer to the finish line. So the clock is ticking here. We are fast approaching those 90 days and she is close, but will she do it? We shall see. Enjoy. Brian, can I ask a question on that? Go ahead, Tracy. So I'm marketing right now my first property that I have under contract. And I did do the whole Facebook thing and the groups. Um, and that seemed to be okay. My first question is on that, I got some feedback where you know someone's sending me a message and they're asking me specifically for the APN for the property. And I was afraid to give that because I feel like then they could just look up who the owner is. It's not going to say my name. And then they would call them directly and get it for a cheaper price. You know what? I mean, I wouldn't worry about it too much, especially if you got good rapport with the seller. You've already got it under contract. Um, is this one that, you, that hey, they've just sent your land offer letter back signed? They did. But there's another hiccup with that, which is the entire time the guy's name on it was the guy I'm speaking to. But it's the son. And he thought that his name was on the deed and I had the lack uh, run it. And it's actually still his parents. So now I have a signed contract, but it's his father's name, not his name. So now I need to deal with that. Is his parents still alive? In the meantime, no. Okay. Any will? And this is in North Carolina, I assume? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I would uh, go ahead and reach out to a title company right away and see like, okay, is there a special form we can get filled out? Is there a will um, in this guy's name? He obviously wants to sell it. You know, is he the only child? Uh, he's not. Uh, he has a sister. Okay. So as long as they're communicating, a lot of times this, these are things that can be worked out fairly easily. But um, I don't think North Carolina is a probate state. I could be wrong. Yeah, I would check with the title company. I like to go always go and talk to the experts. You know, the experts are always going to know. And then sometimes it's not the first title company you, you contact. Sometimes it's the second or the third. So. Okay. And then Just you like when you're responding to buyers, I guess that's where I keep on kind of freezing up because I'm getting these messages of people that are interested and I'll say, oh, are you looking to make an offer? Or it sounds like you're interested. But like when they're saying, well, what's the APN and 
where is the exact address of the property? You think I should give them that or? Yeah, you, I would. Yeah, I would. I mean, you know, what's the chances of someone just, I'm not saying it won't happen or it doesn't happen, but it hasn't happened to us. I mean, what's the chances of them going and contacting the seller? If it's another land investor, then I would be absolutely shocked if someone goes and talks to your seller and does goes around you. You know, I mean, they need the APN to kind of see where it's at, figure out what it's zoned for, see how big it is. So that is kind of important uh, thing to have and the address too. You know, I know it's a little questionable. Like if you didn't have the LOL signed, I might not get that out. Yeah, that one's kind of used with caution, but I feel like you're going to get a lot of pushback from people if they don't know the address. I mean, at least the street that it's on, you know, hey, I'm waiting to get it under contract. I don't quite feel comfortable giving it out yet because I don't want to get in trouble. You know, here's the street it's on, or here's the neighborhood if you really feel uncomfortable. But uh, that APN is going to answer a lot of questions for them. And if you're not providing that, hey, here's what it's zoned for. Here's how big it is. Here's what it looks like. Here's the GIS map. So if you're not going to provide that, then give them so much more other information like they, they can make a decision on. Because ultimately, you want them to make a decision too. So makes sense. Thank you. All right. What what else is going on? I know you got a lot of, uh, you said you had some other questions. I also, I, yesterday I got um, my first uh, land offer letter through a fax, which made me so happy because, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is awesome. So I got, you know, one sign, the guy put his email address and his phone number and he signed it for the amount that I have it. So I called him. I didn't get a call back yet, but I've been leaving messages and texts and all that good stuff. But he also sent, which I thought was very strange. He sent mine back signed with all the information, but he also sent one that he has signed from someone else that he signed it. And the guy signed it too, like a purchase agreement, but it was for less money. So I don't know why he sent it to me. Like, I don't know if he's trying to show me like someone else offered him less and I haven't been able to get a hold of him, but it's very bizarre. (laughs) Is it the same parcel of land? Yeah. Okay. Hey, that's a negotiation tool right there. Well, this guy offered that. This is not the same seller that uh, the parents died. This is a different one. Yeah. I haven't gotten into contact with him to have a phone call. So I don't know anything about this land. I don't, I know it's four acres in uh, North Carolina, but I haven't gotten any information from him yet. Awesome. Awesome. What do you, uh, what do you think it will sell for? I have no idea. <laughs> I was doing my research last last night a little bit, but then when he didn't get back to me, I'm like, I don't want to spend so much time doing research on something that might not actually turn into anything. So I'm going to wait till I have that call with him to really do my my homework. No, that's a good point. And that's a good, I'm glad you brought that up because I don't like to do a ton of research until I know someone that's like, hey, we're going to do a deal and then we do research because like, you don't want to spend your wills constantly. You could do hours of research on this parcel of land and the guy never even answered the phone call. So that's that's a good point. Um, so what, do you, what did you have it under or what did the land offer letter say as far as how much? So it was four acres. So for how I priced out that area, I had it under contract for about 11,000. And then the other offer that he got from someone else was like 7,000. So I don't know if my offer was too high, but it was based off the, I mean, that area that I'm mailing to is a very popular, you know, they're expensive pieces of land. So I looked at the price and it didn't look like, I looked like I did 20 cents on the dollar, but someone else offered him a lot less. And that's okay. Don't look at what others are doing. Um, The thief of happiness is comparing yourself to others. So 
all right, you're at 11,000 an acre, 11,000. Divide that by four. So what's that, 2,700 an acre? What's retail price in that area? So that was 20% from what I calculated from like Zillow. All right, so, so I guess times five. Twenty-seven fifty times five. So it's going for about 13,000 an acre. And that's about what I remember you telling me too in that, that area. So times four, 13,000, about a $55,000 property. I think you could pay 11 grand for it. Okay. So it meets the three X rule. You know, if, if you're going to pay 11 grand, you need to sell it for at least 33,000. Any other questions that you had? That was it for me. Thank you, Brent. Okay, so that concludes today's episode, and I am really excited for all the growth that Tracy has experienced in these last nine episodes, and I feel like we are very close to hearing that victory bell ring. Be sure to tune in next week where you'll learn if she was able to finally close one of these deals, and if so, for how much. See you next time. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.